The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Good evening. Welcome. It is WTMJ Nights. Glad you're with us. Big show planned. Would love to have you involved. 855-616-1620. That's the WTMJ Talk and Text Line. If you decide to call in, sure, we'll put you on if you had something uh, worthwhile to say. You'll be talking to Justin, a rare Tuesday night appearance for Justin. Uh, we're glad to have him. He's producing the big show, so be nice to him. You get to me. That's how it works. If you want to use that number for texting purposes, go ahead. Why don't you start by answering the text question of the night? Uh, baseball season is in full effect now. We watch all these guys walk up to home plate. If you had a walk-up song like an MLB player, what would your walk-up song be? 855-616-1620, the WTFJ Talk and Text Line. If you had a walk-up song, what would it be? I have a couple thoughts on mine, uh, but I want to hear from you. So what would it be? Justin, I want you to start thinking about your walk-up song. Oh, I got it ready. Um, I got it ready. Oh, uh, do you? All right. Well, let's kick it off with you. What would your walk-up song be? Hotel service, Pitbull. <laughs> it, get, it gets, it gets, it gets the blood. It gets the blood pumping. You know, I'm about to go in there, hit a dinger, drive my foot into that, swing those hips. You know how it is. I do know how it is, and it's funny. I have the same. I have the same thoughts for my walk-up song. Just a different generation of music. I had three that I was ready to go with. Bad to the Bone by George Thorogood. Yes, yeah, classic. Back in Black, because I'd probably, you know, hopefully be playing for the White Sox, so I'd be wearing a black uniform. Or Standing on Top of the World by Van Halen. All of those would be uh, would be good walk up music for me. Ben in Cleveland, Kickstart My Heart. Oh, I like that one. Would you have that? I I wonder. Yeah, you'd have to have the engine revving as they start to announce you, so that next up. Playing third, Ben from Cleveland, and then it kicks in with Kickstart My Heart. Uh, Jeff and Fox Point, my walk-up song would be Push Push Lady Lightning by Bang Camaro. I don't know that song. I'm going to not know a lot of these. So, Justin, you can, if you're feeling, if you're feeling especially spunky tonight, you can uh, pull up some of these that people are uh, suggesting as their walk-up music, and we can play them as bumps. Sounds good. Sounds be, good. Because uh, like, I don't know... I know kickstart my kickstart my heart, but you know that's because it's the crew and it's from you know the eighties. So that's why I know it. Anything else? I'm going to be like now Pitbull, Mister Worldwide. I know him, of course. Who doesn't know the King of Miami, Pitbull? But uh, that is that. All right. Uh, so we've got that going. That is the text question of the night. Uh, Justin, did you have a, a lovely Easter weekend? I did, yeah. Me and uh, my mom got some lunch. Um, kind of, kind of a bust. <laughs> we had, we oh, had, no. yeah. Well, we had. It was just what I ordered. I had some salmon, and for some reason, just didn't sit right after. So, Ooh. yeah, uh, had had some stomach problem. But it no, it was good. Me and my mom had some quality time. It was just me and her. So, um, we did that, and then we went shopping after. I felt like I was back in middle school at the grocery store with my mom, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was uh it was good. It was fun. 
buying you some Pepto Bismol to set in your stomach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and she's she's still it's still feeling like I'm in middle school because she made me uh, search for my Easter basket. She played the hot and cold game with me. That's how I woke up on Easter Sunday. So, what um, is the hot and cold game? You know, oh, like, like getting hot, 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 cold, oh, cold. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Uh huh. Um, it it was good though. It was it was it was a good Easter. What about you? Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I was mentioning it yesterday. It was very, uh, very nice, low key. Just uh, my wife and daughter and myself and the dogs made some dinner. That was, uh, nice. yeah. you know, so, so yeah, it was very nice. No hair. I can't. We we completely blew off spring, and we're right into summer now. And you're not going to hear me complain about it until next week when it's back to forty and there's a chance of snow. But uh, man, these last couple days, I could not be happier. Even though I was in school, I I was able to. You know, when I went outside to get the kids from recess, and as I was walking back to my car, it was just like, oh, this day could not be any more perfect. Could not be any more perfect. So I'm very happy about that. There is somebody who is not very happy, and that is a Wauwatosa alderman. We're going to get into him. And when people who obviously aren't joking use, hey, I'm just being funny, as an excuse. Uh, we'll also have more of your answers. A lot of, lot of answers tonight on the text question of the night. If you had a walk-up song like an MLB player, what would it be? So we're going to get to those. We'll get to this Wauwatosa Alderman. We've got a lot to get to, and we want you to get involved. 855-616-1620. That's the WTMJ Talk and Text Line. This is WTMJ Nights. The night is still young. More of WTMJ Nights coming up next. Now, more of WTMJ Nights. Here we go. That's my walk-up music. Or just anywhere I go. I'd like to have uh, Justin, next time I walk into the studio, I'd like to have you play this as well. That would just... Anytime you have walk-up music, that's the text question of the night. If you had walk-up music, like an MLB player, what would it be? Uh, here are some of the answers from the 414, My Own Summer by the Deftones. Another one, Bites the Dust by Queen. That's from Chuck and Racine. Uh, the Bee is Back by Elton John. That's from Diane in Milwaukee. Rule the World by Walk Off the Earth. I don't know that one. I'll have to, I'll have to check it out. Uh, my walk-up song, Eye of the Tiger, or uh, the Rocky theme. All right? I like both of those. That's uh, from Kelly. Back Row Beth from Pewaukee as Hit Me With Your Best Shot. All right? And uh, Got a New Drug by Huey Lewis and the News. That's from Judy. Okay. It's, you know, <laughs> that would be fun. So uh, we got, and uh, Justin, of course, is Pitbull. What was the Pitbull song, Justin? Uh, Hotel International. Hotel International for Mr. International, sure. Yes, of course sir. that's where he'd stay. He's not going to just stay at a Holiday Inn. He's Mr. International. Hotel Service. Oh, Hotel correction. Service. All yeah, right. yeah. Either way. Either fantastic. way. Uh, so you can keep texting those in as the night goes on. There is a Wauwatosa alderman who is getting a little heat from the mayor... The mayor is calling some of the things on his Twitter account shockingly insensitive and discriminatory. And before you start saying, oh, here we go again, cancel culture, blah, 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 nobody's canceling him. People are just calling him out. And my question is, why do people use 
I was just trying to be funny as a defense. When if you look at what they post, there's nothing funny about it at all. And there's no wink, wink that it's satire. Uh, Alderman Mike Morgan has two Twitter accounts. He has a personal account, and he has one that is more geared toward his job as an alderman. Um, he's uh, used his personal Twitter to feature tweets that refer to LGBT propaganda, questioning the severity of the COVID-19 pandemic, the insurrection on January 6th, calling Justice Ketanji Brown-Jackson and White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre lame diversity hires, and from different things, seems pro-Russia. Um, going from the flag, the Russian flag, in his bio. Um, he also mentions national divorce in his bio. He claims, oh, this is all just satire. This is all just fun. Um he claims it's kind of mocking anybody who puts a flag on their account. It's not serious. I'm not trying to support Russia. Well, okay, that's fine. But as people scroll down this Twitter account, which is Captain Morgan, C-P-T-N Morgan uh, on Twitter, and I did. I looked through. I kept going, all right, let me find the, let me find the funny ones. Let me find the satirical ones. And... um there weren't any, except for one meme that's uh, an old Brad Pitt meme, says it's called a joke. We used to tell them before people became offended by everything. Now, you don't get to use the joke explanation. Now, listen, you have, you have freedom to tweet whatever you want, but then you can't use a lame excuse to defend it. Either stand behind it or don't tweet it. And, I, and this goes for everybody. But the bigger question is, do you want, and I guess the answer, we all know the answer, um, do you want your public officials on Twitter doing this? Do you want them, do you want it, do you want to see their personal accounts, how they really feel about different issues? I would say yes. I want to. I want to see. I want to see. It's. Um, I want to see if they're really, uh, you know, backing beliefs and causes that I'm not a fan of or I'm not a supporter of. That would help me make my voting decisions. And you know, great. He's got. He's got another account that is. Um, that it. It is uh, Tosa Tosalandia. And he says those tweets uh, relate to his role as a District 7 alderman. Well, I don't think you can have it both ways. I don't think you can say, well, listen, these are, these are the ones you should really pay attention to. Don't pay attention to these other ones because they're just, they're just jokes. It's just satire. Um, and yet they're really not. I'm, I was trying to fund ones that were satirical. Now, a lot of them are very political-leaning, and okay, that's fine. That's what you want to tweet or retweet. A lot of retweets, uh, so you can't be can't really be satirical if you're not writing your own stuff. If you're just retweeting uh, Fox News or uh, Gateway Pundit or uh, Wisconsin Right Now or Tulsi Gabbard, all, all you're doing is retweeting things that maybe you're afraid 
would hurt you in your political career, but you're trying to hide them on your personal page. Does that mean anything to you? 855-616-1620. Does it bother you? Does it matter? Do you do you even care about what people tweet anymore? I mean, Twitter is not it's not the be all end all. We know that. As much as people like to think that everybody is on Twitter, we know that that's not true. Um he did not say who he was satirizing with his diversity hire tweets, and he also deleted those tweets uh, by today. Uh, according to the Wauwatosa mayor, Dennis McBride, quote, his tweets are shockingly insensitive, hurtful, and discriminatory, and are harmful to the thoughtful discussions we should have in public forums. I strongly condemn them, end quote. The city's communication manager uh, said that like any citizen, he has a right to express his opinions under the First Amendment. That is true. But again, what we all forget when we talk about the First Amendment is that means we are free to speak our mind without government interference. It also does not guarantee no repercussions. So, yes, we all have the right to say what we want. Do we have the right to say what we want and then suffer no consequences if those statements go against a number of people's beliefs? If the voters decide uh, we don't want somebody in office like this and i don't i don't know if that's the case you know he might be a very successful alderman but what bothers me is using that weak excuse the oh i was just joking no it's okay i we've we have all run into people in our lives who use that excuse and 99% of the time they really mean what they say but they're trying to gloss over it. Jeff says, I think it's because they're trying to walk back what they realize was a dumb and or offensive statement. Yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly right. We're gonna, I'm going to cover this up. Because people can't get mad. If they get mad at me for a joke, come on, lighten up, everybody. I should be able to say what I want. Yes, and guess what? When you say what you want, then other people have the right to say that they disagree and to find it offensive. And... Do some people find things offensive that I don't think are offensive? Sure. I'm sure I've said things that people find very offensive. And that's okay. You know, I don't set out to be offensive. But if I am, that that's the breaks of the game. You know? But I've never been called on something that I said in seriousness and used the excuse, well, I was just kidding. You usually know when I'm kidding because I'll either say it beforehand or I'll be so over the top that there's really no way to take what I've said seriously. And then even then I'll throw a little, I was just kidding, right there what it is. But, you know, does Mike Morgan have the right to tweet and retweet whatever he wants? Sure he does. Just so we're clear. You know, I don't agree with... I don't, I don't think I agreed with that. There was maybe one or two of his retweets that I found funny. And they were one was about fishing and one was about dogs. I found those very entertaining. Uh, but the rest of it was all, you know, far right-wing talking points being retweeted. And again, if you believe that, that's okay. If you are, I, you know, do I have to agree with it? Does anybody have to agree with it? Absolutely not. But please don't hide. Don't be cowardly. Take your lumps and then 
move on. But don't, don't you know, say, oh, no, he said there's, you know, I, I don't want this to uh, take over the, the issues. You know, I don't want to distract from the meetings. Sorry, man. Then maybe you shouldn't have tweeted it. Suspend your personal account till you're not in office anymore. If you're a public figure, people are going to look at both your accounts. And they're going to judge you by both your accounts. And that's just the way it goes. All right, we got to do this. We got some more responses to our text question of the night. What would your walk up music be if you could use it anywhere? You don't have to be a baseball player to have walk up music. I know Justin has uh, one of those pan flute albums that he has played every time he comes in because they won't <laughs> let him play Pitbull anymore at the station. So a lot, of, a lot of different things. We'll get to all of it. It's Brian Noonan, WTMJ Nights. Another one of my walk-off picks, but or walk-up picks, but what are yours? That's the text question of the night. Uh, let's see. My song would be from my Hartford, my, uh, let's see. Do, do, do. Helter Skelter by the Beatles. Is that from Jeff? All right. I like that. Uh, Centerfield by John Fogarty. Got a, uh, a vote from Clint. Jeff says, in the event that the Bang Camaro song is taken or prompts a copyright issue, I would change my walk-up song to Heartbeat by Don Johnson. Oh, my God. You're going way back, Jeff, to get, to get the Don Johnson joint. That would, be, uh, that would be a little crazy. So there are some of our walk-up songs. On the other side of the news, we all like to grab a beer once in a while. But a lot of people have decided that they don't want to drink one beer. You've probably heard about it. Bud Light is being boycotted. My question for you is, does it matter the political stance of a major corporation? We'll see how Bud Light's decision and Anheuser-Busch's latest marketing decision is playing out. And I want to know from you if you are one of the people who have decided, you know what? Bud Light's not for me anymore. We'll talk about that on the other side of the news, but right now it's 6.30. We have to go to the WTMJ Breaking News Center. Jessica Gatso standing by. Here we go. That's uh, Jay in West Dallas. That's his walk-up music. Rocked you like a hurricane by the Scorps. Uh, Pomp and Circumstance is another one we... That would be... From the two two four, pop and circumstance would be a fun, would be fun, unique, and crazy. Yes, it would. But I think I wonder how long, as um, because we've all heard stories about players who got some sort of walk up music, like as a joke, and then they just kept, they just kept playing it, and they're like, all right, I'm done. But I think it would be, uh, I think it would be fun. All right, I don't know uh, what kind of beer you drink. Because it's up to you. Everybody can drink what they want. Um, I've never been a, a Budweiser or Bud Light drinker just because it wasn't my preference. So I, I don't have a dog in this fight. But Bud Light is being boycotted now uh, because they partnered up with a transgender activist, Dylan Mulvaney. Um, I, now, I until this started, I had no idea who Dylan Mulvaney is she's a, uh, a social media influencer this is her year anniversary 
She has millions of followers on social media, and so Bud Anheuser-Busch, more specifically Bud Light, decided they were going to partner with her. And a lot of people got very upset. And a lot of people got upset because at first there was news coverage of a Bud Light can that had her image on it. And people thought, oh, no, this is going to go out everywhere. And we're so, oh, we're so offended. And I can't believe it. Well, it turns out that can was only sent to her. It was not, it was not for, pardon me, uh, it wasn't for sale. You weren't going to see it on the shelves. Now, Bud, Budweiser and Bud Light is putting out some cans that are, that, that are LGBTQ supportive. Because Anheuser-Busch has decided, as many companies have, that, you know what, we're going to be inclusive to everybody. Because the fact is, a lot of people drink our beers. Um, men, women, young, old, uh, different races, different... And, and yes, as much as some people don't want to admit it, transgender people probably drink beer too. Not probably, they do. So, if you didn't know what what this was about, that's Bud Light decided they were going to partner with Dylan Mulvaney, and it sparked a huge boycott Bud Light movement. And we've seen this before with different products being boycotted, but this one, according to experts, seems to have some legs. And so, my question to you at eight five five six one six one six twenty is: Does it really matter to you? the politics of a certain company, especially if it's a product that you've enjoyed for a long time. Now, if you've never drank Bud Light and all of a sudden you're getting all up in arms, well, maybe you have, maybe you have different issues. Now, part of the problem is um, one of the, uh, the higher-ups at Bud Light made some, the president of marketing, Alyssa uh, Heinerschild, made some comments that didn't sit well with people who have been drinking Budweiser products for their whole life. She said she hoped to, quote, update the fratty and out-of-touch humor the beer company uh, of the beer to appeal to younger consumers. That didn't sit well with people. Like, hey, uh, we, you know, we've been drinking Bud light for decades and we don't appreciate this uh leading experts in marketing said she shouldn't uh, she didn't need to go that far and trash prior campaigns she should have said we're moving on to reach the demographic we want to reach and to communicate a different message which okay every company has that right but then she went on to say this brand is in decline. It's been in decline for a really long time. Uh, if we do not attract young drinkers to come and drink this brand, there will be no future for Bud Light. Well, I don't know. Bud Light was the, um, they had the biggest share of the beer market, 10.6%. They were down 0.4% this year through uh, March 26, compared to a year earlier. Modelo Especial is their closest competitor their sales were up 11% to $706 million over the same period. I, I do understand people boycotting this if you are truly offended by her depiction of you as a Bud Light drinker. 
I don't understand a boycott because of a partnership. Because let's be honest, if you're not a follower of Dylan Mulvaney and you're a Bud Light drinker, why why does it bother you? Now, do you have every right to not drink that beer yet? Yes. There's certain places I won't go. Or I, you know, because because one, uh, their political stance. So I understand that too. If you are really, really against it, I'm fine with you boycotting Bud Light. The weird thing is that this this boycott seems to be having some lasting effects. Uh, boycott Bud Light searches spiked 810 percent last week. Um, they're losing. They're lose, Anheuser-Busch is losing money. Now, their official line is, eh, no, we don't know much about the boycott. Nothing's really happening. But especially in the Midwest and throughout the Great Plains states, we're getting a lot of, a lot of distributors are having problems because some bars aren't serving Bud Light anymore. They're canceling their orders. They're canceling events where the Clydesdales were going to be. Don't take it out on the horses. I don't care. You see those Clydesdales come and pull in that wagon. It is a majestic sight. But we don't know. Can't have them either. So, and Budweiser's like, listen, we knew there was going to be controversy. We've done these kind of things before. Uh, this is how we feel as a company. We want to support everybody. We don't want to be uh, thought of as a beer that only certain people drink we want to be a beer that everybody drinks so you know it's it's really funny that this again has become a big political thing uh and you've seen i'm sure many of you saw the uh kid rock shooting bud light in his backyard and then the next day a picture comes out uh an old picture of kid rock standing next to a drag queen drinking a a Bud Light at a uh, at an event. Then today, Dan Crenshaw, the representative from Texas, he's he makes a video. I'll tell you what, I'm not going to drink Bud Light anymore. Blah 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 blah. And then he opens he opens his refrigerator to reveal the beer that he's drinking, and it is an Anheuser Busch beer. So, okay, uh, you know, if you're just doing it to to placate the group of people that really that the, the real reason they don't want to drink it has nothing to do with anything but they're anti-trans and that's that's it and so they don't want anything that's even associated with it even though the cans will not bear her picture but that's really why so we know why some people are some politicians and some uh musicians and actors are placating them we uh, there was a big a big um, barbecue place down south, and when the first news came out, they were like, "No way, we're pulling, um, we're pulling all Bud Light from our restaurant. Nobody's going to get any more." Well, then they read that, "Oh, okay, those cans were not going." Uh, this was in Florence, Kentucky, uh, smoking this in that barbecue. They said they no longer serve Budweiser beer because of the alliance with uh, Mulaney. The business owner said that Anheuser-Busch had, quote, a lack of communication with their real-time plain folk customers. Well, then he took the post down and started serving Budweiser again because uh, he got the whole story that the cans, 
that he saw on social media with her picture were not going to be sold, uh, that they were just going, <laughs> they were just sent to her. So I don't know. Uh, Al says, not a major corporation, but I find Bill Penzi and the use of a spice business as a platform for his political views pathetic and disgusting, regardless of personal beliefs. Um, and that's fair. And See, that's the thing. I just want people to be honest about why they're boycotting. You have every right to not use any product that you don't want to use. And you have a right to be upset. But do it for the, do it for a real reason. Don't do it just because your neighbor's doing it, or you see uh, you see somebody somebody else doing it. Have a real reason. You don't have to tell me your real reason. That's that's none of my business. But look at look in yourself and say, yeah, I I don't think Budweiser should have partnered with this person. I and here's why. Uh, from the 262, hi, I don't think companies should push social agendas or political ideologies. It always backfires. That said, my father was in World War II, and I will never drink French wine for their stance. Okay, and you're perfectly, perfectly right to do so, and that's, and, and, you know, the 262 doesn't need my affirmation, this person, but there's a reason. Okay, there you got your reason. Perfect. Uh, what if they would have had a picture of Kid Rock holding a gun on the front? Yeah, people would have been people would have been upset about that too, and they would have had a right to be. You know, if it was a beer that I drank and they did that, I I would probably be upset. If I and and here's the thing, I could stop drinking that beer. It's not going to change the company mentality with just me. But if enough people were offended by that. Maybe they'll think about it. I don't see Anheuser-Busch uh, changing their stance on this, though. I think once they've committed this hard, that they're going to stand by this. And if if you're in the LGBTQ community, you know, for... I'm not saying for every customer that they lose because of this, they're going to pick up a new one, but they may pick up some. And there, there are communities, just like there are some of us, some of you, or, or me, depending, that will not use a product. They're opening themselves up to a market of consumers that say, oh, we didn't think anybody cared about us. We didn't think anybody would go out on a limb for us. And we like that someone who embodies who we are is being used to market to us. Because let's be honest, that's what all the marketing is. They figure out who is going to tap into the biggest audience, whose face, likeness, name is going to bring more customers to their brand, and those are the people that they that they hire. 855-616-1620, that's the WTMJ Talk and Text Line. Uh, if you want to weigh in on this, go ahead. We'll talk about it a little bit more, and then we've got a lot to do. It's WTMJ Nights. Brian Nooner, WTMJ Nights. We're talking about the Bud Light boycott that's going on. Searches for that term uh, jumped 810% last week. Uh, the most... Interest in the boycott is in 10 red states, including Montana, Wyoming, South Dakota, and West Virginia. 
Bud Light reps are saying, "Oh yeah, they were, they're not they're not really paying attention." But there are there is a possibility that this could actually impact their bottom line. Um, but Anheuser Busch has hasn't really said anything about the Dylan Mulvaney boycott or the uh, you know the the upsetment. Their social media has been temporarily suspended, but um, again, they said. The company knew there would be backlash, and they were stepping in an area where there is a great political divide in America and among their own customers. They did a ton of research, uh, and they knew they'd be supported by some people and boycotted by others. I don't know. Are you are you boycotting Bud Light? And if so, really think about why. You you can tell me or not. It's not uh, you know, but I really. I don't pay much attention to these political things because, quite frankly, uh, or these spokespeople things, because I know what I like, and I'm pretty much a creature of habit. Uh, from the 262, I've never had a Bud Light because I prefer only dark stout beers, but regardless of what I choose to drink, I don't care, in caps, about the ad campaign and the brand ambassadors, just uh, that I like it and think it's an acceptable value to me. It's all about the beer and not the politics or social values of the company. Yeah, and unless somebody is really egregious in something that I disagree with, I, I'm i the same way, you know? I know what I like to drink. I know what I don't drink. Um, it's not going to change because there's somebody on the can. And quite frankly, like I said, I didn't know who Dylan Mulvaney was. Now I do, and okay, more power to her. I, I've... I got no problem. She's She's got the kind of reach that any corporation is going to want. And she's actually, Bud Light, Budweiser, isn't the only company that has signed her to be a spokesperson. There are, all kind of, there are other big companies that are using her as a brand ambassador. And they've all done research. No company goes into something this big without knowing exactly what they're in for. And, you know, that's, that's just the way it is. So, again, I'm not, I'm not telling you not to boycott. If you want to boycott, that's up to you. But if you do, please, know exactly, know exactly why you're doing this. Real quick follow-up. Remember we were talking about, the, um, talk to, talking about the school that was not allowed to do the Miley, Miley Cyrus song? Well, Miley Cyrus' nonprofit... Uh, responded to the ban of her and Dolly Parton's song Rainbow Land, and they uh, sent a, a bunch of, they made a big, big donation, and they're helping out. I'll give you some more details about that on the other side of the news, but well, I'll just tell you now. The Happy Hippies Foundation encouraged the elementary school first graders to keep being you, announced it would be making a donation to Pride and Less Prejudice, an organization that provides free LGBTQ inclusion in the classroom. They're also uh, sending books, and they're hoping to rally young people to fight injustices facing homeless youth, LGBTQ youth, and other vulnerable populations. So they uh, they just came out and did that, which was great. The Happy Hippie Foundation shared the Rainbow Land lyrics in a tweet. We are rainbows, me and you, every color, every hue. Let's shine on through. Together we can start living in a rainbow land. And then she said her, herself, Miley Cyrus, and her fairy godmother, Dolly Parton, write these words together, and they mean it. So 
putting their money and their action where their mouths are. All right, we will do more after the news. Oh, the worst airline behavior you've ever seen. Why are we bringing this up? Well, I have a story, as you can imagine, but we've all seen it. But we'll do that after the news, which comes your way after this. WTMJ Nights. The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Welcome to the second hour of the big broadcast. Glad you're here. 855-616-1620 is the WTMJ Talk and Text Line. What is your biggest pet peeve when you are traveling? A behavior that you see other people, not that you would ever do this because you're a civilized human being, but there are people out there who are just animals, and uh, they behave horribly, whether it's at an airport, in the plane, on a train. I'm like, Dr. Seuss, I don't know how you travel, but the worst behavior that you've seen or your biggest behavior, pet peeve. Um, the reason I bring this up is another story of people acting the fool on an airplane and causing all sorts of trouble. A, an unruly passenger is facing criminal charges after her flight was forced to make an unscheduled landing. A 32-year-old woman, Chloe DeSalva, confronted a flight attendant and threatened to kill him during an Alaskan Airlines flight from San Francisco to Chicago. The crew and the passengers managed to restrain her with zip ties while the plane made an emergency stop in Kansas City. She's charged with one count of interfering with the flight crew. Sorry, let me try that again. She's charged with one count of interfering with the flight crew and is due in court next week. Uh, at this point, you have to be like certifiably insane to start something like this on a plane, won't you agree? There's Once the pandemic was over, we saw a huge uptick in people acting horribly when they travel. Now, listen, I understand the stress of traveling. It's I, I despise traveling. I love going places, but I hate getting to the place or then coming home from the place. So, you know, the... The times I go somewhere, if I can drive, I will. But it, it's amazing to me how people, how rude people are when they're taking any sort of public transportation. And I'm talking like big vacations, like flights, stuff like that. There's an entitlement that a lot of people have that I think feeds into this. But it's more than entitlement. I think it's just a built-up rage against the system that we have to deal with when we go to the airport, you know? We have, and it's, it's worse in other countries. We have, it, we have it fairly easy, but because it was easier before 9-11, now we really, gets, we, we really get upset because things have gotten tougher. So I, you know, but the anger I don't understand... Uh, you're never going to win if you lash out against a flight attendant or the desk agent at the airport. You're you're not going to win. You're not going to get to fly. You're never going to get there. And yes, sometimes service is awful. And yes, sometimes our flights get canceled or we get bumped or for whatever reason. Oh, they overbooked it. They did this. They did that. And yes, we are angry. 
and our first some of some people, mine included, my first instinct is to get loud and try to you know try to impose my will, and that doesn't work. And I've learned that many times. Uh, you well, I obviously didn't learn it, but I'm always in the process of learning. I try, Justin. I try to better myself. That's what they say about me, isn't it? That I'm always uh, on a self enlightenment journey. Is that what they say? Well, that's. I was hoping you'd back me up, but now forget <laughs> it. Now you you know throwing me under the bus again. It's not my fault you're here on a Tuesday. You agreed to fill in. Don't get mad. <laughs> See, I lashed out. That's what I did. See, I sh- I still haven't learned. It's very sad. But, you know, we can't do it. I've seen, I've seen people scream and yell. Uh, I, I hate that. But then I get into the little, the little stuff that really, really annoys me when I travel. And I know you have these pet peeves, too. Um, Jeff says, it really ticks me off when people smoke pot in concerts or in other locations around those who may not want to be around it. I think there should be desica- designated pot smoking sections. I agree. Like it's like anything. People are vaping everywhere. Now I I don't have a sense of smell. So I can't smell it if somebody's smoking it. I don't know if vape smell. Justin, does vape smell? Like if I'm vaping, no. could you smell it? No. All right. Look at you. Don't tell your mom's not listening, is she? Because yeah, I'm about to it, ask how you know. Was that too quick of an answer? Yeah, it was very quick. Like you're vaping right now. I don't. I don't. <laughs> you're, just, like you're just sitting in, in the control room, just vaping away. I don't in think. The I don't think booth. it smells. Like, I, don't care. I don't think it smells like that. But if someone were to blow it in your face, maybe. But okay. I don't. I don't think it. Like if you're sitting next to someone, no, I don't think so. Yeah, because I see people vaping everywhere, and I would imagine if it if that's an issue. Somebody would have said something. But I think Jeff is talking about if you're smoking a blunt. Is that what the kids call it, Justin, since you're the pot expert now? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to get me in trouble here. No, I'm not. Uh, no, so if somebody's smoking, I it'd be like smoking a cigarette. If you're smoking a joint, th- that smell is there and the smoke is there. So, yeah, I, okay. I, and it, listen, we all know it's not legal in Wisconsin. So... That's that. But if you travel, you know, maybe you go to maybe you go to uh, down to see a concert in Illinois, or you're over in Michigan, wherever where it's legal. Um, yeah, I can see going. Okay, this is going back to the old days of a non-smoking section and a smoking section. Not in restaurants. I would hope somebody's not firing up a J in a restaurant, um, which you couldn't because it's all non-smoking. But all right, I get that. But I what I hate is the the people who take their shoes off. On a plane, you know, and then put their sh- their feet up either on the back of the seat or on the back of the armrest, where it's not really getting into your personal space, but you sense that it's right there. That I hate. Uh, I'm always disgusted, and I don't understand the people who decide to clip their toenails on a plane. You don't do that, do you, Justin? No. <laughs> Boy, it took you longer to answer that than the. Uh... Than the vape question. I didn't have my mic on. I had the uh-huh. All right, I see. <laughs> we know we know you're doing your uh, pedicures when you're not vaping. You're just doing pedicures on the plane. <laughs> exactly. And then the people who get so trashed on a on a flight. I never understand that either. What are you going to do when you land? You've now you've gotten somewhere and you're so drunk, you don't know where you are. You don't know what's happening. It's just it's to me it's pure insanity. 
But those are the kind of things. It's mostly the rudeness and the people just losing their mind. But this woman, I, I may start now. I don't travel with zip ties, but now I think I might start flying with some, you know, if I do, uh, if I do fly or when I fly next, I might get some zip ties. It might come in handy. Not for anything, like, I don't want there to be a big incident on the plane, but, you know, I'd like to zip-tie somebody who's clipping their toenails on the plane so they can't can't do it anymore. That would be fun, you know. And then you always hope that you could, if if something popped off, that you could help, you know. Hold on, I've got some zip-ties. But I'm always jammed in because the the seats are small and narrow, so it takes me a second to get up. So I I don't know. I probably could spring into action if needed. Do you think you'd spring into action, Justin, if you were on a flight and something happened? Yeah, of course. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. That's the answer I'm looking for. (laughs) Justin was going to come to our rescue. Always. That... That'll make your mom proud right there. That will. <laughs> She'll forgive every other every other thing you've said. <laughs> I hope but so. That, uh, from the 920, you get in your taxi and go to your hotel. If you're that drunk, I fly so I don't have to drive. Well, yeah, but don't you want to enjoy where you're at? <laughs> I Listen, I'm not against, I, not against uh, having a couple of pops on the flight. I'm just always surprised when people get completely annihilated. And it's usually... You can tell it's the people who are going like on a tropical vacation. It's usually not business people because they got to be up in the morning uh, or they have a meeting right when they land. They're taking care of business. They're the ones who are on their computer the whole time. And you see they've got Excel spreadsheets open and they're doing all this business. And I'm just trying to watch something on Netflix or, uh, you know, one of the in-flight movies. I don't care. I got what what business do I have to conduct on a plane? That's why I'm on the plane. I'm going to nap and I'm going to watch a bad movie. And maybe I'll have maybe I'll have one or two cocktails. But that's it, you know. I'm not gonna be. Uh, I'm not gonna be all sauced up when I land somewhere. All right, we got this. We got this to do, and then there's so much more to do. We got a lot to do, and we want you to do it with us. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. The WTMJ Talk and Text Line. It's WTMJ Nights. We got another uh, walk-up song. Walk This Way by Aerosmith. That's in from Doug. That's the text question of the night. If you still want to jump in on that, that would be uh, lovely. 855-616-1620, the WTMJ talking text line. I found this very interesting. Uh, We've all heard of hustle culture, right? People are driving uh, Ubers or Lyfts or they're working for Grubhub or they're picking picking up a side hustle. Everybody's got a side hustle. I know, uh, Justin. You do you do some work for uh, basketball. You write a blog. You yep. got a, you, mm-hmm. you got all kinds of side hustles going. I do. You got you rolling in dough. Yeah, you get, whatever you can do on the free time, make some extra money. I, listen, I'm I'm all for it. I, I got about eighty seven jobs. It's amazing. Exactly. Uh, it's too bad I can't hold one. But I, I got a lot. <laughs> but fifty percent of Americans are like us, Justin. They have a side hustle. Even and this part surprised me. Even if they earn a hundred thousand dollars. Now you would think, and this maybe sounds old-fashioned, hundred thousand dollars is a pretty good amount of money. You would think people can make do on a hundred thousand. I guess it depends where you live, because if you live in New York or L.A. or San Francisco or some other big cities, a hundred thousand dollars probably doesn't go that far. And I can't believe that sentence just came out of my mouth. But 
According to uh, Go Banking Rates, a new report came out. About 38% of people said they have at least one side gig, and an equal share noted that they have more than one. But Bloomberg reports that due to record high inflation and the dwindling of pandemic era... Boy, I'm tripping over the easiest words tonight. Pandemic era savings and tax credits, a lot of workers need extra wages. So, uh, a new report from LinkedIn, citing a survey from LendingClub and Payments.com, it's now estimated that more like 50% of the U.S. has at least one side gig, and it's not just the middle class either. It is upwards of 62% of people earning $100,000 and more reported having some kind of additional income beyond their main job. And you wonder, where's all their money going? Now, if you have a couple kids in school, you live in an expensive place, um, you know, everything has gone up, so that's our regular bills are costing more. But yeah, that that part surprised me, that people earning over 100000 that many, are uh, are doing it. Part of the reason is that many people now work remotely after the pandemic. About 62% of employees don't go into an office. Many have flexible schedules, allowing for time to devote to a side gig. But uh, it's not always used as a means to make more money. You can also pursue a side gig as a way to test the waters on a new direction or feed your passion in ways which are impossible through your regular full-time employment. So there you go. There's uh, a lot of side gigs out there. I don't know. Are you one of the fifty percent of people that have a side gig? What are you, What are you doing? What do you? Uh, and is it is it worthwhile? I know people who've driven um, Lyft and Uber, and some of them say it's worthwhile, but they're also out pretty much all day and all night. Um, you know, if you if you need just a little bit of money. There's ways, you know, there's jobs like that. If, you, if you're not looking to subsidize an entire income, that works. Justin, somebody asked what your blog is about and where they can read it. Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's RotoWire. So it's basically just uh, player uh, reports almost for, like, injuries or transfers or uh, commitments for college basketball and college football. So that's what I do, but they do every single sport. RotoWire, though, it's, it's, a, it's, a, good, it's a good website. Especially if yeah, you're in the sports. Well, they employ you. It must be a high quality. Good judgment. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a great great read, especially if you're in the sports. Very cool. See, so Justin's got a little, a couple side hustles going. Yeah. We all got um, to do what we all got to do. And one of the things I got to do to make sure that this job doesn't go away is take care of the people who pay for it. So we're going to do this, and then we'll be back with more. It's WTMJ Nights. <laughs> Just a reminder: If you do have that side gig, I would be, I'd be uh, wrong if I didn't tell you you had to pay taxes on it. But you know that, don't you? Wink, wink. Sure you do. Uh, we just finished ours. I, uh, we're on the same boat. We all hate it, but we know it's a necessity to pay those taxes. Uh, Justin, do you watch Succession? No, but someone asked me that yesterday. It's uh, it's on HBO. It's really, really good. We started. We, wow. Okay. We picked it up during the pandemic because we hadn't watched it when it was first out. But then we watched the first three seasons uh, over, you know, a little while, and the fourth season just started. And I'm I, 
this episode that aired Sunday, and I don't want to spoil it for people who may not have seen it, but it was a huge, huge episode, and it was one of the best episodes of television I've seen in a long, long time. The acting by everybody was was spot on. Uh, the emotion, everything was great about it. And it was one of the, I had I had recorded it Sunday because I usually don't watch, I don't really watch anything live because of my schedule. It's all wonky, so you know we record a lot of stuff. And I was talking to somebody yesterday, and they started to say something about it. I was like, "No, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't." And so uh, I quickly went told my wife, "I said we got to watch this episode right now before it gets spoiled." So we watched it yesterday afternoon. It was phenomenal, just phenomenal. If you if you watch it. Um, let me know what you thought, because I thought it was great. Uh, from the 262, nothing wrong with a side hustle. Oh, I under that. I understand that. I Uber on the weekends. It's fun, and you get away from the wife for a while. <laughs> there you go. I actually, years ago, probably, now it's probably eight years ago, I drove for a couple months, I drove for Uber and Lyft at the same time. And parts of it was fun, but, uh, you know, Part of it was a hassle, and you're putting a lot of miles on your car, and it's just like, eh, whatever. But uh, yeah, Justin, if you have if you have time between all your gigs, mm-hmm. I would recommend it. So somebody asked you, they wanted you to, uh, they wanted to know if you were involved, if you were a succession head. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. Yeah, you got to get on it. I know I do. I, th- uh, this is the sign. I'm about to start watching. I like Brian Cox, who a lot of people don't know was the first actor to play Hannibal Lecter in Manhunter. I do know that. I did know that, Jeff. Yes, Brian Cox is fantastic. So yeah, there you go. That's the uh, that's my pick. Somebody, have you? Is there? Do you watch TV, Justin? You seem like a guy who's very busy. So maybe you're not out. You're not spending all your time in front of the tube. Yeah, um, in front of the tube. Um, yeah, I mean, there's shows that I definitely binge. I feel like I'll probably start a show maybe every month or so. But I, I would. What's your s- latest? What was the latest one you binged? Oh, let's see. Um, I can't even think. It's been. It's probably been that long. It was that. Uh, it was that new show. I can't. I can't even think of it right now. I'll, right. I'll, you're gonna have to come back to me on that. I just watched one. Here's if you oh, like Wednesday. animation. I watched Wednesday, Agent Elvis. And oh, that's. I heard that's good. I heard that's Agent good. Elvis is hilarious. Yeah, I heard that's. And really because funny. it was created by uh, Priscilla, co-created by Priscilla Presley, they use real Elvis music. So that's that's another one. If you get if you get a chance, that one's on Netflix. But listen, we could sit here talking TV all night, and that would only make, only make uh, Jessica Gatso very upset because she is now in the WTMJ 24-hour news center, and she's waiting to deliver the big news. Peanut butter, puppy chow, blizzard. I gotta ask, did you use the sauce? Uh, so I'm not a sauce person. Oh my gosh! Oh. I just didn't get. It just seemed very run of the mill. I haven't had one of these. Have you guys tried the new blackened chicken sandwich at Popeyes? KFC in the news because they are adding chicken nuggets. Twenty-one pounds of Qdoba burrito. He ate in ten minutes. I will call it nothing but Dunkin'. We eat fast food quite a lot. We talk about it even more. Let's visit the WTMJ Nights drive-thru window with Brian Newton. Oh, who doesn't like the drive-thru window? Pull up. Share your thoughts, 855-616-1620. That's the WTMJ Talk and Text Line. It is the drive-thru window. Justin, I know you are a uh, health nut. You don't really enjoy the fast food. I'm kidding. Uh, I was about to to say. (laughs) I love to give Justin a hard time because 
you take everything so seriously. That's why I enjoy. <laughs> that's why I enjoy busting your chops a little bit. This is big news. Are you an ice cream guy, Justin? I'm not. You're not. I'm so you not. don't like a DQ Blizzard? No. That's no. okay. Listen, no judgment. Everybody yeah. has their thing. I think you yeah. told me this before that you yeah. didn't like ice cream. Yeah, not a, not a big dessert guy. I like the plain vanilla and the cookie dough, maybe some sherbet, but that's it. Oh, I haven't heard somebody say sherbet in a long time. Yeah, sherbet's good. I love, oh man, rainbow sherbet, forget about it. Yeah, there you that go. That is fantastic. I was always, like, they're used, it was like lime, orange, and lemon. And then sometimes you'd get one that had like a... It was uh, like a berry flavor in there. Those were my favorite. Yeah, yeah, like the the blue, the purple berry one. Yeah, mm-hmm. it threw me off a little bit, but I still liked it. Yeah, no, th- that that was my favorite by far. Real I haven't big. had sherbet in a long time. Do you say sherbet or sherbert? Sherbert. I say sherbet too. Yeah, but until unless I'm trying to, uh, you know, be hoity-toity, you know, like I'm in I'm in a uh, high company, and I'll say sherbet. And then people look at me like, remember your roots. You know, you know you're a sherbet guy. I go, yes, I'm 100% a sherbet guy, but I'm also an ice cream guy. And this is big news. Uh, Dairy Queen, for the next week, two weeks from today, starting today until the 23rd of April, is offering 85 cent blizzards. Yeah, this is very exciting. They've got new blizzards to their menu. We talked about it. You heard about it on the open. One of them on the open for the uh, drive through window. They have some new blizzards. And for two weeks this month, you're going to score all blizzards for 85 cents. Here's the only catch. you got to use the Dairy Queen app. So from today, right now, if you're near a Dairy Queen and you have the app, boom, you can, uh, you can get yourself an 85-cent blizzard. Here are the new ones. Peanut Butter Puppy Chow, Oreo Brookie. I guess that's a brownie and a cookie. That would be good. S'mores is back, Cotton Candy Blizzard Treat, and Choco Dipped Strawberry Blizzard Treat. 85 cents. I don't care if they're the small ones. You can just keep... I, I don't know if there's a limit, but if there's not a limit, go from one Dairy Queen to another, getting yourself an 85-cent blizzard. Justin, you can... Uh, we'll go to... We'll make sure we go to one of those hot and cold Dairy Queens, and you can get yourself a chili <laughs> dog or something. I tr- I try the Cotton Candy one. That kind of look- sounds pretty good. I'm looking Would at you? these. Yeah. Yeah, I, listen, I'm not, to me, when it comes to ice cream, I'm a big chocolate, anything chocolate. So like the peanut butter puppy chow or the Oreo s'mores. rookie, mm-hmm. the s'mores one. Um, not the strawberry, I'm not, I don't really like I'm not, yeah, I don't like the strawberry stuff either. Yeah, so I'd leave that, I'd leave that off. But yeah, all right, we'll get, we'll get you a cotton candy blizzard treat. Yeah, I wonder what that tastes like. Cotton candy. Yes, I'm going to go out on a limb. <laughs> cotton candy. I'm going to guess <laughs> cotton candy. But don't hold me to that because I could be I could be wildly out of my league. Who knows? Who knows what it could be? But yeah, cotton candy. I, I love. Do you like cotton candy in general? I know you don't like desserts, but do yeah. you like cotton candy? As as a kid, definitely. Like if you would go to Six Flags or whatever, hundred oh. percent. Uh huh. I love cotton candy with an absurd passion. I was a blue cotton, like you know how it's the blue and the pink. It's the blue right. that I loved. Oh yeah. Now did it? I don't. I'm trying to remember. I was I was always pink because I grew up with pink. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the blue came in, and I saw it as an interloper. But I have. I'm not going to lie. I have had some blue cotton candy in my lifetime. I don't remember there being a difference in taste. 
Yeah, maybe maybe it was just me being a kid, and I thought that the blue tasted better, and you know, makes it makes your mouth all blue and stuff. Well, yeah, it does make your mouth all blue, which is fun and creepy all at the same uh-huh, time. But now they got like the containers, I think, where it's like layers of cotton candy colors now, or something yeah. like that. They sell those at like bat, uh, Bucks games, I think, and like Brewers games. It's that, probably that easier than having the big. The cotton candy wheel, and you put that paper cone in there, and then you got to spin <laughs> yeah. it around. But man, there was an art to that when you'd go somewhere and it's like Carnivals. a fair or a carnival. Uh-huh. Yep. Oh man, and they'd give you. And by the time you got down to the actual, the cone was all wet and nasty because you're spitting. Your it. hands are all like dyed up, gross, <laughs> and sugar coated. But it was the best. I haven't had cotton candy in a while because I don't like. I don't really want to buy the pre-packed stuff. There's something; it loses something. I want to see it whipping around and see the the uh, cotton candy flying in the air as people are trying to make the the cones. I like it that way. But I have seen I've seen the buckets, I've seen the bags. Um, but yeah, so cotton candy might be a good Blizzard flavor. That one, that one might uh, maple from uh, maple from fair is good. Maple from fair is good. I'm not quite sure what that means, but please clarify. All right, here's if you're going to Hawaii, and who isn't going to Hawaii? Well, I'm not. I don't. You're you're not, are you, Justin? Not anytime soon. No. Have you ever been to Hawaii? I have not. No. I was lucky. I was lucky enough to go there once, but it was many years ago. But it was beautiful. Yeah. Now I did not go to McDonald's when I was in Hawaii, but McDonald's Hawaii has a treat that is no longer available on the mainland, and it was very very popular. The deep-fried apple pies have come back. They are back in Hawaii. If you want, to, if you're if you're going over there on a trip, they not only have the fried apple pies, they have haupia and taro pies, which are very specific to the Hawaiian Islands. Um, the haupia pie is made with thick coconut milk and chocolate, and it's topped with whipped cream. That sounds unbelievable. I don't know if it's worth getting a flight to Hawaii just to go for lunch, but if I had that kind of money, I definitely would. Also, let's be honest, if I had that kind of money, would I really be jetting off to Hawaii to eat at McDonald's? Yeah, probably, because I wouldn't want to forget my roots. Uh, Taro is a purple tuber that's found in the islands. It has the consistency of a potato, but it's sweeter. That's what the other pie is made of, so... Hopefully they'll bring those pies back. I used to I used to really like those. I also love the warnings on those McDonald's pies. You're probably too young to remember those, Justin. Yeah, but they I used don't know. to put like big people were burning their faces off with these pies. <laughs> it was it was almost as if when you took a bite, lava shot all over your face. But it was so good. And you couldn't you know, they'd tell you, hey, this is really hot. And you'd go, I know, I should probably wait till it cools down a little bit to eat it. But then there it is. And you can't wait too long to eat. We all have food. Like, pizza is a uh, perfect example of that kind of thing, too, where you go, I know I should wait till this cools down a little. Two minutes later, the entire top of your mouth is scalded by melty cheese. It was just like that. And if the, if the apple stuff dripped onto your chin, if you didn't wipe it off fast enough, tss, You'd be, oh, man, it was crazy. It was the most dangerous fast food in the world. But I would I would go for one again anytime. Just unbelievable. But we'll have to see. Maybe if we, uh, maybe if we start yapping enough, they'll bring them back. Um, this is another, 
It's another McDonald's story. I'll get to that, but first I want to take a quick break. Then we'll come back, and it's a life hack. If you are a fan of the Chicky Nugs, as the little kids like to say, Chicky Nuggies at McDonald's, this may help you if you're also driving around. A lot to get to. It's the drive through window. It's on WTMJ Nights. Brian Noonan, WTMJ Nights. The drive through window is open. This is something uh, I've never heard of this before. Maybe you have. It's, uh, it's a, ha- a life hack. Who doesn't love a good life hack? Trying to, uh, oh, this, okay, well, let's go back. We were talking about cotton candy before we get into this life hack. And somebody texted uh, Maple from the Fair is good. It's, they have maple cotton candy at the state fair. That, now that does sound good. Thank you for clarifying, 414 Texter. I will have to, uh, this year at the, uh, the fair, I'll have to try some maple cotton candy. Would you be up for maple cotton candy, Justin, or have you outgrown cotton candy? No, I'd be up for it. I was looking it up. Well, uh, whoever texted that, I was looking that up, and it looks pretty tasty. It does sound good. You can't go wrong. Cotton candy is just sugar. Can't go wrong with sugar. Everybody loves sugar. Uh, everybody also, well, not everybody, a lot of people love McDonald's chicken nuggets. Sometimes you're out driving around, you don't have time to sit and have a nice picnic and eat your nugs. So I don't know if you've tried. Uh, I am. I used to be a guy who ate in the car all the time. Uh, started in high school because I went to high school uh, pretty good ways from my house, and I was in extracurriculars, and I would have to drive home. But I was, you know, so I would get every. I got so good at eating in the car, and by good I mean, thankfully, I never was in an accident. I one time ate a slab of ribs while I was driving, uh, which is ridiculous. There's no, there's no reason for that. But I would eat slices of pizza. I would eat sandwiches. Uh, most of us have tried to eat while we're driving. Some. Um, some with more success than others. Uh, I remember being on the road with a guy, and he said, you know, the best uh, the best thing, you go to Burger King and you ask him to cut your Whopper in half. Then you could really eat it easily while you're driving. I was like, oh, that's, a, you know, that's pretty cool. So I tried that. Um, then I didn't eat in the car for years. And now, very seldom. But now I, I'm to the point where if I do need to drive through and get something, I'll eat it in the car, but not while I'm driving. Like, I'll pull over and wolf the food down uh, so I can get back on the road. But I like this idea. If you like eating McNuggets, and this could go with any uh, chicken nugget, I guess. This is just a McDonald's thing that people are talking about. You know, because you can't really really dunk your nugget if you're driving. But people are starting to order their chicken nuggets in a large cup. Like one of the uh, the plastic McCafe cups, they fill them up. They you know you order how many your twelve piece McNuggets. You ask for it in a large cup. Then you can open your sauce, set the sauce on top, like hanging uh, on the on the rim of the cup. This the lid of the sauce because it's got some sauce on it will stick on the side of the plastic cup. You put that in your cup holder. Now you've got. Basically, a bouquet of nugs that you can devour as you drive, and you can dip too. I don't like, I don't trust sauces or anything when I'm driving and eating. That's got to be, that's one of the reasons I stopped like driving and eating because I was spilling stuff all over myself. But, you know, 
Have you have you ever heard of this? Are you a nugget guy, Justin, or is that? Oh, uh, I'm a big nugget guy. Huge. Have you ever guy. tried this? Ordering them in a cup and then putting the. I have not, but I should definitely try this because I eat in the car all the time. And yeah, you got a million jobs. Yeah. You're running around. Oh my god! And I've I've eaten everything. I feel like in the car. I mean, like burritos, sandwiches, uh, Italian a burrito would be tough. Yeah, Italian beef sandwiches from uh, Portillo's, one of those big guys. Oh, how yeah. can you eat? How can you eat that while? You're dr- just dude it's it's it's, so it's bad no well it's bad that i'm good uh, or like that i do it because i shouldn't be but i'm pretty proud that i'm pretty good at being able to eat a italian beef sandwich and drive perfectly fine but this yeah, i would just this trick I would, would just be, be worried about the mess yeah no i definitely and i wouldn't do it i feel like unless i'm like on a highway maybe like alone you know so you're just driving at a constant speed and okay. just going straight Turn the cruise on and drive exactly exactly right. but <laughs> <laughs> so um, if you see yeah. a guy tonight as you're driving home later uh see a guy <laughs> d- chowing down at a beef sandwich two hands on a hands and you're like how is he driving he's driving with his knees <laughs> and you better get out of his way because he can't turn the cruise control off or else he's gonna, there's going to be trouble. Uh, not to throw a damper on this, but the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration says that eating and drinking while driving makes you 80% more likely to get in an accident. I have, uh, I have outlived those numbers. I've, you know, it sounds like Justin has too. But this is... This sounds all right because I've eaten sounds McNuggets smart. in the car, but yeah. I don't dip them. Yeah, no, and I, I'm a big sauce guy. I'll get the buffalo sauce and the ranch yeah. when I get nuggets. So this is this is clever. I got to try. And you this. dip both of them. You you dip yeah, your sure. nuggets while you're driving too. Well, like, I guess I do. Yeah, I just have it open in the bag. I think that's what I do, and I just okay. s- stick my hand with a nugget in there in the bag, and hopefully I hit sauce. But <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> I like that you're blindly flailing about to get sauce. <laughs> Where is the sauce? Um, but yeah, maybe try this and, and report back. To you know, you get it now. Some people, you know, there's always people pro and con. Some people are like, well, the sauce cans are dirty. I don't, I don't care about that. You're, you know, you're eating a nugget. Um, and then they're like, well, the plastic cup and some some McDonald's will charge you for a cup. So I don't know. Maybe you bring your own cup. Maybe you have, you know. This is this is where Shark Tank would come in handy. If you could create something that will sit in your center console and hold your nuggets and your sauce so you can dip while you drive. Dip and drive, that would be the name of it. I just gave away a million-dollar idea, Justin. I hope you're uh, going to get the patent on that for me. I'm on it. <laughs> All right, thank you. All right, we got to do this. Then we got to come back and start wrapping things up because there's Brewers baseball. They're in the Arizona desert taking on the Diamondbacks. Coverage starts at 8.05 right here on WTMJ. All right, we got to start wrapping things up. Thank you for listening and being part of the program tonight. Justin, as always, thank you. I hope I didn't get you in trouble with your mom again. I seem to be doing that more and more. Uh, just an FYI, according to uh, Jeff, Baskin-Robbins has cotton candy ice cream, so we may turn you that way as well. I won't be here tomorrow night. Tomorrow, very special Bucks playoff preview show with Justin Garcia. I will be back with you Thursday night at 6. Have a wonderful night. Brewers baseball coming up after the news, which comes your way right after this on WTMJ.